Cheers. 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 Yeah, I think we're going to call it... Um, the 495? Yeah, the 495. What do you think, Coco? From Great Long Island. Um, I, you know, my friend um, used to own an advertising company here on Long Island, and he called it 495. And it was cool. And, and he's really successful. He retired already. He's in his 40s. Yeah. So, so I like it. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. It's like 631-495. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah, the Yeah, and in our songs, uh, or our intro song that we use references the 495. So. Word. Yeah, that's right. It kind of sounds like the 411, like the information. The I don't know, but ride. you know, but does the 495 really promote the brand of greater? Because the word greater is awesome, and you guys got it down pat. You know what I mean? Yeah. you could put it yeah. in front of anything you want. Right. right, right you right. know, so maybe... That's what we maybe, keep going back and forth. Sure. Yeah. You got to use the greater, man. It's like, you got to use it. Like, we, I designed t-shirts and, uh, for me, and I have a lot of cool shit, but I have to go back to the wave, to the original thing that mm-hmm. I've done. Right. So. Yeah, we keep going back and forth. Actually, last time I thought about this. Is this part of the podcast? We were yeah. Just, <laughs> might as well just go <laughs> right into it, man. All right, good. Uh, Are we podcasting right now? Yeah, we're casting. <laughs> yeah, this is live. Man. All right, very good. So anyway, this is Mike White, the publisher of GreaterPatrick.com. I'm here with Tom Wonk, my uh, co-host. What up? And Coco from Coco Motion. Word. And then Coco's student. Disciple, yeah, Nick Esposito. I didn't. Think, I didn't yeah, I actually uh, signed up. Oh, word! Okay. I didn't. I didn't tell you that. All right, nice. Man. So no. I did. I did two sessions so far, and I feel uh, very flexible. That, was that shit? I hard? could touch. I could touch my toes. Was now. it hard? Or what? Did you do? Oh, I gotta tell you. So I played, you know, sports in high school and stuff like that. And my first uh, Coco Motion, I was dying, man. I was dripping sweat. The next time I knew to bring a towel, that's how bad I was sweating. Yeah, and there's no heat. Yeah, I, I was dying, and I was out of breath. It was bad, but uh, I felt good afterwards. So there's no it, heat, even in like dead of winter? Or um, no, the, the, the heat is set like it would Room be at your house. Right. It's, you know, I mean, the the whole heated yoga thing is the biggest bullshit fucking thing that could possibly be, <laughs> you know, and but unfortunately, some pervert made it fucking really popular, and uh, everybody feels that they think they're sweating toxins out. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, yoga is medicine. Meditation is medicine. Yeah. You know, when you make something, you want to create medicine and give it to somebody. And um, the heat is not medicine. You know, now there's a place in New York City that actually counter it and has a cold yoga spot. It's in uh, the meatpacking district. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Does it freeze the toxins out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, technically, you know, the funny thing is if you really research it, if when you sweat, you are not sweating shit out. You're sweating salt out. It is the difference between human beings and animals. We sweat to fucking cool our body off. So, but everybody thinks like, oh yeah, I was drinking last night. I did a bunch of coke, and I'm fucking all the MDMA is fucking coming out of my skin. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you're fucking sweating because you're fucking in 110 degrees. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's yeah. um. But we keep it at 75. And the thing about us is that we don't stop fucking moving. We move. We're there to move, and we're there to reverse from standing up. And from sitting down. So we stay low to the ground. And for the people that chill with us, they they love to touch the ground. They love when things hit the ground, they pick the fucking thing up. They love being close. Mm. Putting air in their tire, picking up their kids, tying their shoes. Because most motherfuckers don't even put fucking have shoelaces anymore. You ever see these motherfuckers with these slip-on shoes, man? Like the croc <laughs> things, the whole fucking things? Yeah, no, yeah. They don't fucking touch shit on the ground. So... Yeah. 
my whole theory was like bring the motherfuckers down to the ground and that's that's the hardest thing is that when people come they are suffering because they don't go low to the ground and they don't realize it man you don't realize it until you fucking say hello to my ass yeah I mean and you guys have those you guys have those blocks there too to help you get down there because that helps the ground come up (laughs) it's like these huge blocks so I'm like you know you know I wanted to be a little macho I was there with my girlfriend my friends and I was just like I don't need those blocks and then the instructor just like slowly slides them to my feet like use the blocks man that's the ego that's the ego you know and again we went around the house we all talked to who we were right Um, Yeah, yeah You know, that's the ego. When people come into a, a class and practice, they tend to try to show off, you know. And unfortunately, being in this business is the stupidest fucking business that you could possibly be in. Because you're asking the human body that is being bombarded with oversensory on, to stay home. To fucking go through a drive-through, to watch this show, binge watch that, do all these things that don't require your body to move, yeah. and then when your body hurts, the first thing you think of is either a pill, some ice, some fucking heat, whatever it is. But it's not movement. It's not movement is medicine, right? Food is medicine. It's none of that shit. So we're in the business where we have to try to actually convince people to get up and then come and then suffer. Because they're right, technically right, right. suffering. Your ass was suffering. I was. All right. I was so suffering. you were fucking suffering. <laughs> I, I was sore the next day. I was. Yeah. I and you sore. didn't. You didn't care about making your fucking tits bigger, right? Your fucking biceps bigger. Because yeah. asshole men think they're fucking get laid because their tits are bigger and their arms are fucking bigger, but their dick is fucking this small. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. So what we're trying to do is trying to fucking tell people that this movement will change your life. And being in this business is that. That's what I'm. I try to be good at social media. I really do. But I just want to say all the time, I don't want to fucking motivate you. Like last Wednesday night, I bought donuts and I asked people to bring beer to my class. And the class was packed. We had a donut and beer party to fucking counteract all these assholes that are promoting um, the summer body. Right? Because these women body shame themselves and they want to look fucking better for the summer but when they get on the beach nobody's checking anybody out man you know what i mean like you see you see a beautiful body you get next to it all of a sudden the fuck shit disappears you know so like it's you take care of yourself you feel good everything else will follow and that's the thing about the studio it's like we work really fucking hard but the work is not about what we look like it is about what happens to our frame of mind and how we walk away from the room and that's what I'm always trying to deliver, but it's hard. And to be in this business, my man right here is, 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 is literally opened up a meditation, a meditation shala. You opened up a meditation place. Supporting that Tom Wong. Yeah. Owner of that's the, what it really is, right? That's what it country. really is. You're offering something to look in. And once you look in, then you got to deal with the shit. And then you're like, fuck, man, that made me cry. I don't want to go back to that. I'm going to avoid that shit. You yeah. know, and that's the hardest thing. And I respect that, man. So big props to you, brother. Big yeah, props to you. It's, uh, it, it is pretty amazing when people come in and they and they leave and they feel amazing. And Get closer to the they, mic, I think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And they, um, you know, they leave and they feel amazing. They say thank you. And it's like they, it was all things that they brought in with them. You know, I just kind of provided like a little space. And yes. Just, as long as they just needed that outside noise filtered out and filtered away Word. once they get to that spot however however it is whatever modality gets them there once they get to that spot and like ah so almost like a clearing yep and they hit it and they just had this amazing 
my family, my family, the people that I work with, I, I, they're my family. We, we do everything together, and they speak nothing but beautiful things about what you're offering. You know, Great, so it was, it's really it was a pleasure meeting. You. I'm really happy that you're standing sitting next to me. You know, oh, thanks, <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, what a love fest yeah. this is! It's it's I'm, totally I'm happy to be with you too, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but you know what's most amazing about your facility is that I, everyone thinks that the pools are like really, really deep. I've never been there. I've never been. Oh, we'll get you right in, man. All right, cool, man. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but they're not that deep, right? They're like, oh yeah, they're only about eleven inches. Yeah, man. That's what everyone. I thought. Yeah, like, you sit down, you you know, your butts on the floor, and then you, you kick your legs up, and then you just start floating. Yeah, as soon it's as you lean back, you're right on top man. of the water, and, that, and that's it. That's awesome, dude. Good. It's for you, such man. a foreign nice, like good concept. Good you, people ask me about it because they know I go, and just like, what is it to you? You know what? People think they might drown. That's a, that's yeah. a funny thing, though. Like, the, fo- the foreign concept and. Um, all right, so a little history about myself for the people that listen to this podcast for the 12 people, right? That right. Have, right? Maybe, maybe 13. Get, maybe 13. I put it I'm done, right? <laughs> you know, I, I work in New York City, and I've been working in New York City for 14 years. Um, and I live out in Wading River, so anybody, Long Island, right? 495. We, um, <laughs> we go from two and a half hours from door to door, right? I also ride a bicycle, so when I get to the city, I unfold my bike and then I rode, I ride down the Soho and that's where I work. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot. And you could I, unfold your bike? I, I ride a, a bike called Brompton. It's an English, uh, made bicycle and which I got from a friend of mine about eight or nine years ago. And I've been riding it for about eight to nine months out of the year. It's, uh, it's quite expensive to bike. It's about twelve or $1,500, but the subway for a year is about $1,500. Mm-hmm. So it's paid. And what's beautiful about riding a bicycle or walking in New York City, if you work in New York City, because everybody's like, oh, you work in New York City, you work in New York City. When you work in New York City, man, you just, you get the fucking, you get inside New York City from Penn Station, you're literally in tubes. You're like, you're in a fucking cigar tube in my, on the LIR, and then you get to the city, you hit another fucking subway, mm-hmm. and then you go upstairs, and you only go about an eighth of a mile around your office because you only have a certain amount of time before you got to put the chain back on. You know, and then you're back up fucking upstairs, <laughs> right? So everybody thinks you see the city. So as I ride a bicycle, I see the city. Right. <clears throat> I see, I, I take different routes all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, you can go different ways. Word, right? And the float is big in the city. You know, like movement is big in the city. So out here, your typical thing that people do to take care of themselves is they go to the gym. Right. They do fucking legs on one day. They do fucking chest on the other day. Come on, dog. You didn't yeah, get the fucking right, arms yeah. there. Right? <laughs> so all that shit they do. And then you come out here and it's like, these assholes don't fucking know that they think that I got to go to hot yoga because I sweat, you know, and then if I sweat, I'm going to lose fucking weight. But these motherfuckers, if they look at themselves, they're not losing fucking weight. Yeah, they right. just change. They're just doing a lot of laundry. That's all they do. <laughs> Anybody goes to hot yoga is just strictly laundry. They're like hooking up the laundry people. And they love to talk about the yeah, hot yoga they, people. Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, I just went to, they like try to weave it into conversation. They love to talk about the temperature. The temperature yeah, yeah like so they hot. made it through. Yeah. They made it through it, right? Oh my God. They were just on the sun or something. Yeah. I know. Like, so, I that sucks. Sounds like being a grandma <laughs> so in the city this it's the melting pot everything's got to try trial and error right oxygen bars so but in Patchog, my man is fucking cutting edge because he fucking did it yeah what we're trying to do is we're that extra thing like we're trying to bring something that's happening with inside of new york city movement style facilities that take care of our vessel our body is the biggest thing in new york city your typical gym 
People realize that they don't need the bench press to become sexy. They don't need the squat if you're a woman to become sexy. You just need to move and eat right. And a little confidence helps too. Word up. Word up. The confidence helps, you know? Um, so and you, you get to a good you, mental state, that'll help you. Yeah. You guys have a bunch of different classes too. It's not just, uh. Oh man. Yeah. We have like, we have all these classes and we all name them after me. And, and, and so just so you know, whoever's listening to this thing, <laughs> I did not name any of the classes. I did not. The the people that I I had the privilege to work with, they're the ones that came up with naming them after me. Now, is Coco a nickname or? Coco is a is nickname that, that was given from my father. My first name is Jorge. Mm. Uh, my middle name is Aquisiano. And, and my father named me Coco after a baseball player named Coco LaBoy from the Montreal Expos. I'm Filipino. So you're supposed to have some fucking weird ass name <laughs> that you that they give you. It's a, it's a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so a that's how I got the too. name Coco, man. And, and you're from and, Selden, right? Yeah, I'm from Selden, yeah, man. Selden, what up, dog? Newfield. <laughs> represent. So Chipotle. Yes. So the funny thing is about Coco Motion. I didn't name it either. I was really adamant when I got decided to open a studio that I did not want to have my name on the wall, because the one thing that yoga is supposed to teach you is not to lead with your ego is not to think that you are better than somebody that you are right. different you know so i've i've been learning how to really suppress that with a lot of things that don't want you to suppress it you know it's it's kind of lonely like when you when you become really popular at something everybody praises you praises you loves you loves you loves you and then they just they leave and then you're by yourself it's kind of like i think about people that perform a lot Right. You know, there's a big ovation, ovation and everyone's loving you, loving you. And then you go back to a hotel room. And I guess that's why a lot of people, you know, off themselves at that point. Right, right. It's really the highs and lows. So when, when I decided, when I got pressed, not decided, when I got pushed into opening a studio, I, um, the first thing was, is like, I'm not using my name. And then I work in advertising. So I then put a text message out to as many people as I can, and everybody came up with the names, and a lot of them were funny, man. Like, one of the gentlemen that helped me strategize to open, he wanted to call it Coco's Yoga Palace, and I was like, this sounds like a porno place. You know, I'm no, thinking dude. like the laundry palace yeah. across the street from the fucking studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy's pushing the carts all morning. It's 3 a.m., let's go to Coco's yeah. Palace. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, up in Comac. So, a friend of mine that, that um, just lives out in CI, and he just moved out to the city, and he works for uh, Rockstar. Uh, who makes um drinks? Uh, no, the um the video game. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, Grand, Grand, Theft Theft Grand, Theft Grand, Grand Theft Auto. He he was like the second guy who responded, and he said Coco Motion, and and then the dudes that would help me, we just kind of argued about it. Was and, it one big group text or was it individual? It was a text? group text, man. I keep that's the funny thing about my business. I don't do I don't make any decisions. I ask everybody that I work with before I make a decision. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think it's a really bad business move and I, I'm pretty adamant about telling the world that I am not a good businessman. I am a very, very passionate yoga asana teacher. I love to help people see growth in their lives, make them feel better. Um, but as a businessman, I, I pretty much suck. I, I don't have all of my rules on pricing are totally fucking gray. I literally give people free memberships. It's kind of like Robin Hood. You know, people come in and pay one full price and I tell them, and I straight up said, listen, if someone's going to come in and I see a mom going through divorce and this is helping her and this is medicine to her, 
and she says I can afford $10 or $20, I'm going to help her out. Yeah. I was born and raised on fucking food stamps. My mom is still presently on welfare. I'm going to be here. I'm serving the public. This podcast is a, is a, is like my obituary, you know, like this is going to be out there on the internet. I'm telling everybody this is what I'm here for. Yeah. You know, you fucking make a difference in this world. It's going to come back to you. And I am busting my fucking ass to try to be a small business owner and I can survive on my own. And if you think about it, I'm a complete asshole because I'm fucking working seven days a week. I leave my house at seven. I get back at fucking 11. Right? Yeah, seriously. Monday through Thursday. And then Friday I get off, but I love to dance and I love to hang out. So I go out and fucking get wasted on Friday night and I fucking get home at four and then I got to teach at fucking eight o'clock in the morning right. and the room is packed. So, <laughs> so what the fuck sense am I making? When I'm living, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now, now how'd you get into yoga, Coco? Were you going through anything personally? I got ran over by a car. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got ran over by a car. I started off, I think it was about 20 something years ago. I was a stockbroker. During the penny stockbroker age, when oh, we yeah, all had yeah. some friends, I forgot Wolf of Wall Street yeah, stuff. Yeah, the whole right thing. Mm-hmm. That was my world. Wow. That was my world. And uh, my car broke down. I'm living in Selden, right, right next to the college. And um, a friend of mine's like, "Yo, let's just fucking rent the limousine out for the week." So I'm like, "All right, for the so, week, just yeah. drive around Selden." No, so no, going back and forth to work. Oh. So we had the, we rented a limo. <laughs> we rented a limo out, right? It might, it might have cost us like six hundred dollars for the week, whatever it was. Um, but we were going back and forth, and we I used to have this little basketball court set up in front of my house, and my little brother and we loved playing basketball, and so we loved it so much that we could never stop playing. So we wound up setting up lights up and across the street. And when I got home, we lived on this hill, right at the bottom of the hill. And cars loved to come over the hill. And when they came over the hill, we were like, yeah, why are you going so fast? Duke's a hazard. Yeah. So I got over, so I, I got out of the fucking limo. <laughs> and then I remember I was wearing like brand new, like cool ass Nikes or some shit. Like, like Andre Agassi's or some shit. And uh, I got out of the fucking limo and a car came over the hill. And my little brother and all those boys are there and the lights are on. And some dude in like some Ford LTD, like I'm, I'm 48. You know, so it's back there. And the car came over the fucking hill and I go like this. I'm like, why are you going so fast for? And the guy looked right at me and then fucking swerved at me and ran my body over. Like both fucking wheels, man. Lost all my teeth, broke my ribs, like fucking fucked my shit up. So they dr- he drove directly over you? Yeah, dude. How right. old, like the like, chassis of the car goes over yeah, your body. Yeah, both wheels, both wheels over my body. And I actually actually got up, supposedly. I didn't remember shit after that. Um, but then I was in the hospital after. And then from there, I went to a chiropractor because that's what you're supposed to do. That's how it's set up in the system, right? You get hurt. Yeah. Your first fucking stop is the chiropractor. And then the chiropractor did that neck thing. And that fucking freaked me out. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And then, so I basically just took a lot of pain, pain medicine, pain, like, you know, Vikes and shit like that. Mm. But then I realized that the Vikes weren't actually doing anything, but I actually enjoyed the Vikes more hanging out. Right. So I got like, I was enjoying, like they didn't do anything for the pain, but I loved being high. You liked the way it made yeah. you feel. Yeah. Like they felt great, but they yeah. didn't do dick for the pain. Right. So right. I'm like, so then my friend Jack Spaulding, um, uh, which is a really good friend of mine. He was already practicing from this book. And this, and again, this is when there was no internet. There was no yoga mats, right? We didn't have, either of us didn't have a yoga mat. And he gave me this book and it was this. Wait, there were no yoga mats? No, dude, this was, no, no, there were, but you couldn't, where are you going to find them? You know, we were like, 
it wasn't like Barnes and Noble. Like, right. <laughs> like you it gotta was, like find a catalog. Yeah, like it was fucking yeah, hard yeah. to was, make this shit happen. She is robot. Yeah, so I mean, there might have been yoga mats, but I didn't have the, I didn't know. access to. Yeah, like Target yeah. wasn't here, right. Walmart wasn't here, up in Long Island. Like that shit wasn't here. Right. Right. <laughs> right? So I just started. He gave me this book, and he said, "Coco, try this." And I was seriously fucked up, man. Like my whole body was tilted, and it was really, really hard. And then it just started working. I just looked at this woman wearing leotards and I was doing what she was doing. And, you know, I did it through my first child. And, and then the funny thing is once this is the hardest part about the business and just like your experience in it, it works. It helps somebody. They clear their mind. They feel better. And then that's it. That's all they need. Right. They feel better. They're like, go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. Thanks for that. I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What you were talking about, like, you just had a great experience. I'm like, I'm a small business. You didn't give me money to target, you know? And, um, so I did the same exact thing. It made me feel better. I stopped. I went back, lifted weights, worried about my chest and shit like that. And then I got hurt again. And then I went back and I was like, this works. And then I got hurt again. And then finally, about, you just kept getting hit by cars. Oh no, no! But I got, I, I, I got, a, I fell on my bike in New York City, um, because I, I've gotten fucked around on the bike in the city because it's dangerous. Oh that yeah, shit, I know that shit is crazy. Um, now they have the bike lanes. Yeah, I ride a skateboard a lot. You know, I'm, I'm 48, but I act like I'm fucking 15. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I kept on going back, and about, I don't know, maybe eight or. Nine, ten years ago. It really doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't matter when someone tells you how many years ago. I was a vegetarian for a long time. And then vegetarians are just straight up assholes. <laughs> and I'm, and I love, and I, again, I've been a vegetarian for almost close to half my life. And I realized I did one thing. Every time I said I was a vegetarian, and whoever's listening to this is going to know this. Yeah. You always have to say how long you've been a vegetarian. Right? You ever notice that shit? Like, who really gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, like is it really fucking... Yeah, you'll either get the last date they, they yeah. ate meat or how long they've been, which is the same thing, right, but right, just, right. you know, put different ways. It's like meeting people from New Jersey and they have to tell you how far they live from the GW. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how yeah, far you live from the GW. Why do we do this for? Why do we do this? Yeah, so, and then finally, I, I had the opportunity to take a class and then I took a class and I got back into it and it made me feel great. And since then, I haven't stopped, you know, and then this is the interesting. This is the most interesting thing about me. And um, a lot of people don't know this about me is that I'm actually most people that become yoga instructors or yoga teachers go through teacher training. If you've ever heard of this process, it, you go to hire a person that is registered through a, a yoga alliance and such, and then you go through this process of training. A certificate? Yeah, a certificate. I actually have never done it. Oh. I've taught myself, and I've studied all of on my own, and that's how I... That's why what we do at our studio is unique. You're like Abe Lincoln. Um, I guess I don't know. I know too much about Abe, but I dig him. You know what I mean? I know he smoked pot on the gun on the fucking on the porch and shit. <laughs> My man fucking was, smoking weed back then. So that, yeah. like, so that like certificate, like who does that? Is there like a, a governing body that? Yes, there is, and there's a, a governing body called Yoga Alliance, and I believe they're out of Colorado. And the interesting thing about it, um, we at the studio, we are on our third teacher training. Um, the first one. 
And the second one, we did not want to go with the Yoga Alliance because the Yoga Alliance has no governing body. They can't say that you can't do what I do. They nobody can say it. They just give you a logo to put on your. Yeah, they give you a fucking logo, and it's the biggest sham in the world. Better Business Bureau. Yeah, it it really is. It really is. (laughs) But unfortunately, society, because of what they they basically believe, what they read, and they see that stamp. You know, you remember Mm -hmm. fucking um, Tommy Boy, and he said you fucking guaranteed a piece of shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I always think of it. You know, so (laughs) true. Yeah, but I had to I had to eat the fucking fucking had to drink the Kool Aid, and I recently just just paid you know hundreds of dollars and now i am part of this well not me but uh, my homegirl jane and i we are part of the yoga alliance now wow. and, and we're go- we're right now in our third teacher training and we have the luxury of training people to teach in a truly authentic manner and our teacher training was developed by interviewing as many people that we can come across as yoga teachers or slash um, instructors, however they like to be named. And we asked them what they liked and what they didn't like. And then we honed in on what they liked and what made sense to them. And now our training is specifically about that. So when they're done, they are truly themselves because most people that leave a training try to be like the person that training, yes, mm-hmm. and that is what's really um, authentic about what we're doing. That's what's now, really authentic about the studio. Now you in, you sort of invented your own version of yoga, right? I mean, it, I, I mean, does that go over well with the yoga lines? No, um, yeah, I mean, they don't really care. They like they, a heretic. But they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, goes, like a... they don't really care, but the people around us, like all the other yoga studios, like Martin Luther, of you know, the, the, yoga. the unfortunate thing about the yoga industry here on the islands, you know, and I really do hope that every fucking yoga studio listens to this goddamn podcast. We should not be bitches to each other we should fucking help each other because everybody has a problem with each other you know as i'm here making fun of heat making fun of mirrors you know they are doing the exact same thing Mm. you know and so we all have a problem with each other no one ever likes to admit it because you're supposed to say like oh love and this more that bullshit (laughs) namaste yeah namaste yeah fucking (laughs) but it is the biggest fucking lie that no one ever talks about most yoga studio owners are not the nicest people around Mm. you know and that's why I don't want to be an owner I don't want to be the boss there's a joke in my family that they always try to encourage me to be the yoga boss and everyone's like, you got to be the yoga boss. You got to be the yoga boss. I'm like, I don't want to be the yoga fucking yoga boss. I'm like, I'm like, I work in New York City. I'm like, you guys are the bosses. You guys are here all day long. You know, if you think about it, my studio opens up at 6 a.m., all of them, and, it, and I'm not there until 7.45. And there's classes straight through the... All through. fucking day long, dude. We got 36 classes in each studio, so I'm running like 70-something classes a week. Now, you have that is. Three, <laughs> three locations? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, man. So you have three locations? Has your our third, third location lo- opened yet? Our third location has not opened yet. Can we break some news here? Yeah, or? dude. I mean, I mean, we tried to... We, we lightly let it out, but I would love to talk about it if you want, man. Take it away, because I'm talking too much. <laughs> yeah, right. So your original location's obviously in Miller Place, right? Yes, um, and then you recently opened up a studio in Patchog. Yes. And now we have this third one, right? You were saying yes. opening in Satoka. So tell us about it. So this this is the most genuine studio that I've um, not studio experience because all right. So we're is open- it bigger than the other locations or what? what, what is no, the this studio is going to fit twenty five people. 
Um, and it's going to be, it's a unique space because one, it's above a bar. And the, like literally when you're done, you can literally, when you walk in the door, it's kind of like the evils. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, oh. should I fucking drink or should I go upstairs? <laughs> well, I left a float place once and went right to, went right to catch That's and had a beer. After right my first floor, I went right next door. There was an Irish pub. Right, right, I had a right, pint yeah. of Guinness and a glass of like, water. I'm going to ride this out. I'm yeah. feeling good. Yeah. And I don't, know what the, I don't know what the people do shun about it is. You know, like the funny thing about our studios and people think it's weird, but my studios, if you look in the refrigerator, we, we keep beer in the refrigerator. You know, and we mm-hmm. keep water and we keep beer. Uh, the unique thing about our studio is that uh, yoga studios around, they, they try to make you rent a yoga mat. So if you don't have a yoga mat, you come in and they're like, oh, it's $2 yeah. for you to use the mat. Yeah, you guys just give them out. Yeah, we give them out. Yeah. Cause that's, because, yeah, you know, yeah. who the fuck, what the fuck would you renting it out? Like, you know what I mean? If you're driving away, I'm like, hey, I, I, I mean, make sure you come back with the fucking thing. But <laughs> you're going to use it. Instead of U-Haul. Yeah. So, and then, um, I never did all like the water filtration shit. So we started buying bottled water. And then some people were like, dude, you got to sell the bottled water. I'm like, but wait a second. I'm like, you, how much you want me to sell it for? Cause again, I'm not, really good at this business thing and i'm like like we'll sell it for a dollar or two dollars i'm like well this fucking thing costs 350 i'm like why i'm like for all of them yeah i'm like how the fuck can you do that to another human being so i tried you know and then i put up a little can and it's like hey you know you can donate and i'm like you know what the people that started like i noticed that were taking the water i'm like this is the deal if you take something put it back and now people walk in with cases of water Hmm. and they're giving out to the community you know, and that is ultimately my business plan. My business plan is community. And this is going to lead into Satawkit. It is community. I'm not having my shirt on right now, but I make it a shirt about community. And it's a community all over. And it was, it was created when our studio got closed down and we had to go into Satawkit and how we're in Satawkit now. And, um, so Satawkit has been built by the community. The people that have been affected from the practice, from the medicine that we offer. You know, and I say medicine, interestingly, because people out there don't believe that weed is medicine. They think that, you know, they're fucking smoking doobies or if you people say that doobies, shit. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, like fucking, it's Ricky so Ricky Williams love him. Yeah. Ricky. Um, but it's medicine, man, because movement is medicine. And we have taken it now to a point where the studio is literally 90 something percent done and it's been built entirely by donation wow entirely by donation every, every trade every material man hours painting people kids families have come in and we've created this wall where i've asked people to put polka dots on the wall and i have tons of pictures of of, the, of people's families coming in and painting because their parents are better parents because they have more patience. They feel better. They come together. They have something to do together. You know, and a lot of people, their, mar- their marriages go to shit because they don't do things together. And then we give them this opportunity to do things together. So, so talk it is the community project. And we're gonna blow that fucking shit up because <laughs> people over there, they have nothing to fucking yeah. do, man. Where, where's the location again? So the location is like in, East Patchogue, I mean East East Patchogue, yeah, East, East Patchogue. <laughs> um, East Satawkit is between like Mario's and Port Chef. Mm. So for all those people, right moving, by Seaport, yeah, for all those people moving into that crazy ass new apartment that's over there down in Port Chef, yeah. we are exactly a one minute drive. I timed it, so that's get, awesome. your, get your asses over there, closer to my house. Yeah. and and the great thing is, is that the the guy who owns the building 
we are associating our business with him and we are going to change his establishment into a family establishment because of the amount of people that will be coming through that door. Now, where do all these people come from? Uh, were these uh, a, a lot customers of them, from Miller Place? Were your other studios? A lot of them stemmed. A lot of them stemmed from coming to my classes um, when I was teaching at um, privately owned studios or privately owned gyms. I taught at mostly. I taught at most of the gyms and studios. Such um, a personal following. Yeah, mm-hmm. from like a twenty mile radius in this area, you know. And for the last. Seven to nine years, I you know I get stoned a lot, so I fucking kind of exaggerate a lot. So <laughs> it's the truth, you know. What I mean, it's like catching a fish. It's like I'm like this big, you're like this big. <laughs> so, but it, it it's been in that time, and it doesn't really matter how fucking long I've been doing it. It's the matter is that a lot of people will come, they feel better, and that's what it's about. Yeah. So you did this for yourself. What's the most gratifying part of your job? I know uh, we're running short on time. The, the growth. Oh, the most. Ten minutes. The most oh, okay. gratifying part about my job is. Being the change, you know, like, you know, if you want to see the change, be the change. It's real Gandhi stuff. It is Gandhi. Yeah. It is Gandhi. And it, it, and that's the most gratifying thing. But it also was a sacrifice, you know, because if you think about it, I've had, I have three children now, which I love dearly. And I, my relationship with my, with my previous wife fell by the wayside, mainly because of my working and all that shit. Um, I also, my oldest daughter's graduating. Her birthday is next week. Happy birthday, Malia. I love you. Um, and, you know, my children didn't really have a chance to see a lot of me. You know, so I have this profile that I've helped all of these people, but I've sacrificed an enormous amount for it. And, and it might sound like I'm killing it, but I'm not. I mean, like, I'm a small business. I'm trying to fucking survive. So, you know, I came here because you guys... Number one, your greater patriarch shit is the bomb. No, no, seriously. Yeah, absolutely, seriously. it is. You, and hell yeah. This is what I love about you guys, right? And enough about me. And I, we'll go back about me in a second. We'll end because obviously it's about me. But, <laughs> but the, Coco yeah, when you came to our place, yeah. and you chilled with us and, and interviewed us, and and if you remember, I was pissing on CrossFit because yeah, you were. I I piss on CrossFit because you know it's like. It, 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 it's like they shouldn't op- compete, man. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like fuck you and the Joneses. <laughs> Who cares if your fucking grass is green? If you got fucking abs? What? What the? F- it doesn't fucking matter. So stop competing. So I get a lot of these CrossFit people and they're hurt, so they come to me. And then I get now I get Orange Theory people, right? And then my pricing at my studio is so fucking cheap that I don't make any money. No. If I made a lot of money, why the fuck am I doing five hours a day? Yeah. Anyway. So I'm only doing it. I've been doing this only, and this is why I'm not a good businessman, is to have it a major effect on the public, is to leave this mark. And that's mm-hmm. and that's why I've been doing it. And then when I met you and you yeah. came, we had such a great impact. So many people called and said, I find it interesting that you're not just teaching a typical yoga class. You know, and they would have never known. Because if you come to my studio, I don't have a sign outside my door. Yeah. I don't have any signs on any of my places. If you want to know me, you gotta you gotta hear it through the grapevine, you gotta read about us, and then you'll come. And because of the article, because you guys and the fact that you care about the small businesses here, now you have two of us that are small businesses people, mm-hmm. and the impact that you've had on us is a beautiful thing. And bravo to you guys. It's really awesome. It's a great, great contribution. It's a strong business model, and I really appreciate it, and we're all thankful for it. Absolutely, we are. Thanks, guys. <laughs> really awesome. Yeah. So, um, greater motion. So, wait, do you? Yeah. Go, ahead. Go for it. So, you were saying that before, you like, you know, 
pretty much don't make any business decisions or like not too many. Do you have any that you're like, listen, my gut's telling me this and I'm just going to do it and that's it. I got to, all right, man. So this is is the truth and you guys can edit this shit out if you want. Okay. All right. So check it out. My studio in Patchwork is suffering big. When I, when I, when, um, you know, we had some changes with the people that work there and such and, I work in the city and the majority of the people that I teach are on the North Shore and I never really had a strong impact over here on the South Shore, which I am changing now. But technically, we are really suffering bad. And, um, but we're only suffering in the masses. For the group of people that come, they, if they were all here, they would give the strongest testaments that you've ever yeah, experienced in your life. You're still yeah. doing what you do. Yeah, we're just, still doing what we do. not enough people. And we don't deliver. We just don't have enough people. And mm-hmm. I think Patrog has have had the effect now that people only come here to eat, get drunk, and do crawls. You know, and unfortunately, yoga crawls. Yeah, you know, yoga crawls don't make any sense because you got to sweat and you fucking you got to hurt. You know, you got to yeah, feel yeah, the pain. Yeah, yeah. People don't want to feel their body. You know what I mean? That's yeah, they why come the f- down here to numb out. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> so, so, but it we we are technically suffering, and we are suffering. And this is like I'm gonna get super real. It's not the exchange of money because all of us have full time jobs. It's the exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. It's the exchange of what happened to them and why they are here and why they are doing it. So when I find out that these people are going, still doing the same fucking thing, like, you know, like evolve motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like, like you buy a hybrid car, like you fucking, like you buy a flat screen TV, like you evolve, like you buy a smartphone. Like, so why can't physical fitness, mental clarity evolve? Like meditation is the, is the most important thing you can do to your life. But most motherfuckers will spend their life on Facebook or Instagram and they, they don't, don't take the chance to do it because they don't have no fucking time. So now when we, when we, mm. we come and take care of our bodies, they're like, they're still going to the gym. They're still looking at the fucking styles in the mirror. They're still doing fucking biceps curls. They're doing all this shit, but their bodies hurt. They're, this hurts. That hurts. I'm doing the same shit I did since I was 14. Doggy, in high that's what I'm saying, yeah. brother. You know what I mean? Like how we evolve. So when yoga is a really new business. Right? It's a seriously new business. It's not that popular. It's only popular because it's in the magazines and there's yoga pants. Yeah, there's beautiful fucking women associated with it. And another thing too, for all my fellas out there that think you're going to go to a fucking yoga studio and check a woman's ass out, you don't have a goddamn minute. You're suffering. You're sweating. It's fucking sweating your eyes. You're sweating your eyes. I would agree to that. You don't see nothing. You're like, fuck, fuck this. I don't care. I want to make it through this class. You don't see shit, you know, but when you walk out, you feel better, you know, and again, I'm 48. I'm 48 and I've been fucking busting my ass like this. And, and, and the people of fucking Patchogue have to realize that just take away, walk away from the mirror. You look exactly the fucking same. You know, mm. give meditation a chance. You know, use your body as medicine as a chance. Don't use heat as like a Tylenol, right? Or a Vicodin or a fucking shot of tequila. You know, say hello to your body. Touch the ground. Don't buy fucking shoes that don't have shoelaces. You so, know what's different about you know for for people who've experienced yoga in a yoga studio or uh, hot yoga or whatever. Um, what's the difference between what you do and your know, more traditional you know uh, yoga we, poses? And what is like different is that we did not create yoga. We have taken the yoga poses that make the most beneficial sense to our body. And then we've turned around and have added stuff that you would do in a typical gym, like squatting, jump squatting, jump lunging, 
push-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, we have added all these things. Nick, you made it through this whole thing. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was dripping sweat. <laughs> so, and then at the same time, by the end of the class, you don't feel like you just was running in place. You back down, you're on the ground, your heart rate came down, and then all of that hard work is gone. So, it's, you know, it's kind of like going out to a nice dinner. You know what I mean? You start at happy hour, the lights are bright, and you go, you have a great dinner, and then it comes down, and the lights go dim and shit, and you have the good fucking dessert and stuff, and nice. you go home, and you fucking put on the Barry White, and you're all good. You know, it's the same thing in the studio. That's what we're trying to do. That's why our studio is well lit. The sound is bananas. Our playlists are on fire, um, and we try to create this image because ultimately we're just trying to fucking trick people to take care of themselves, yeah. and that's why it's like the horse and fucking dog, dog fucking show, a horse and pony show, whatever you call it, which are always trying to say these positive things to tell people to come in. Like we literally kiss the public's ass and say, "Oh, if you did this, you would feel better." And they're like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to go have a big night. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I wish I could just say, well, fuck you. But unfortunately, I'm trying to. Now, do you get a certain amount of people who just become just addicted to this stuff? So you get the people that feel better now, and now they're going to move on with their life. They got their girlfriend, yeah. and then they can just go to shit. Their addiction, <laughs> their addiction is based on their, on their endorph- endorphins. So they're, yeah. they're only addicted when they come back. So just like me, when I referenced how I started, I only felt good when I was doing it. Right. But they call it a practice because it's always changing. And discipline is the hardest thing to do in our lives. We have to have discipline. And to come back every day and try and fail at things, good at things. And, you know, some days your wrist hurts. Some days just shit doesn't fucking work out. And that's what keeps the people coming back. Is But it's a certain type of person. It's a certain... We have a 6 a.m. class at both of the studios and the two girls that primarily teach the three girls that primarily teach that they have a tribe of people that come and the funny thing about this tribe is that they're the strongest people you've ever seen they run triathletes they run hundreds of miles a fucking week and ride and swim and they're up and they're teachers and they're fucking moms and they got dogs and they got kids and, and every goddamn excuse that you could fucking create yeah, they got that you say kids. they come they you got know, an hour of the day. They, could just they got an hour of the day. Because if you think about it, we all have an hour a day. Look, we have an hour a day right now. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Even though we're drinking fucking these tangents, fucking these tangents here, right here. Um, you know, but we have the hour of the day. So. Yeah. Instead of them, you know, they say, oh, I didn't do it because of this. They say, I did it in spite of that. Yes. It, and it's a much different yeah. mindset. Yeah. Even me, uh, like, uh, I'm looking to do my fourth float and I'm just like, when can I do it? When's a good time to put aside two hours? And then when I schedule it, I don't want to be stressed if something else happens that day. And I just like, I need to break out of this yeah. mentality and just. That's the just hardest say, thing, it, man. That's the, that's the hardest thing is, is breaking the fucking mold. You yeah, know, breaking the habit, breaking the cycle that we all get ourselves into. Yeah. And plus, yeah. you guys, you guys have tons of classes all day long. Yeah. In the morning, at night. There's no the excuse, man. There's no excuse. And the people that don't worry about body sculpting and shit like that, that's the people that, like, and one last thing, and then I'll be quiet. If, <laughs> if all right, so. A lot of people now, they decide to go to things called boot camp or body sculpting. If I tried you, that for my marriage. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if you think about Wait, this. you just bought your wife a gift certificate for body sculpting? <laughs> no, for the boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> so if you think about this, right? Have you ever met a person that's been in the military and said, wow, man, that boot camp changed my life? You know, like, like they might have lost a few pounds, but it's the name of it is just a marketing name. 
but you're still going to do the exact same movements. You're going to do some stupid thing called burpee. You're going to press things over your head. You're going to squat, but you think it's a boot camp and you associate it with maybe like mash or a fucking whatever those fucking shows with the, the army, right? <laughs> that you come down, like you think you're going to get in a better, better shape. And when you sculpt your body, I had a woman in my class this weekend and she said she does boot camp, body sculpting and everything. And I was like, how do you feel after all those things? She's like, I fucking feel like shit. And I was like, and I'm like, and do you look different? She's like, no. So I'm like, so when you came to our class and she's like, well, I'm like, how do you feel? She's like, I feel wonderful. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm going to tell you something that I don't tell a lot of people. I ask a lot of people to wear heart monitors and stuff into the studio. And I said, I said, and then I've been, I asked them to put me up against their body sculpting class or us as a studio against their, um, Orange Theory, their CrossFit. And CrossFit's different because they're using weights and shit like that. But at the studio, they're burning the exact same calories. They're burning, their heart rate is in the exact same area that they want it to be so the heart stays strong. And they also found mental clarity. They learned how to breathe. We have a new shirt that's coming out next week because we designed a lot of shirts. I used to be um, a big into clothing and it's it's called breathe motherfucker, you know? And that's what it says. It says breathe motherfucker across it because most motherfuckers that come in here don't know how to breathe. No, no that's, okay. that's, that's uh, that, that was like one of the hardest parts of doing the yoga was like I, I couldn't breathe right. It's hard to get in and out of all those different poses for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's it. I mean like it's a, it, this is the thing we're not supposed to say and this is the thing was why every person that owns a yoga studio is going to hate me. We're not supposed to say it's a workout, mm. right? We're not supposed to say. But if you think about it, yoga is eight limbs. The asana, what we do in the studio, the poses, is to strengthen the body to allow the body to sit in contentment, to yoke. Yoga means yoke. So these poses were developed for people thousands of years ago when all they did for asana, for yoga, was meditate, but then their bodies were falling apart. So 3,000 years ago, they decided to start developing a sequence, poses, to strengthen the body. And keep in mind, this is over 3,000 years ago. Hmm. There wasn't fucking LA Fitness. You know what I mean? There wasn't CrossFit, right? So they knew that if they didn't move, they would lose it. So either move your shit or lose your shit. So when people say that yoga class can't be a workout, they're just still listening to the same bullshit that was created and regurgitated over and over and over. So our classes are a fucking workout, period. They are. But they also look inward as well. And why Why not? Why the fuck not? It's medicine. If you smoke weed and you say it's medicine, the movement that you do in our classes is medicine. Awesome. Damn. Coco, thank you for coming here today, man. Big love to all you guys, brother. This, this has awesome. been awesome, man. I'm really, really excited. Thank you for giving out, me this platform, man. I've been dying to fucking let the shit out of my ass. <laughs> you know me, good. dog. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm always spitting this shit. Hope it feels good, man. <laughs> it feels awesome, medicine. brother. Feels Can we awesome. do an ohm? Ohm, yes. So, all right, wait, let, let, let's practice the ohm, right? That's a big thing. Yeah, so let's practice. All right, so the ohm. All right, I, I know I'm going over, but I have to explain the ohm. No, it's fine, all right, man. All right, all right, thank you. All right, so the ohm is one of the most important things to me going on in my life right now. And I'll, uh, and I'll tell you why it's important. Um, this thing would not stop fucking. So the OM, um, I've always been scared to do the OM, right? The OM is like, a, a, it's a universal sound that starts from the belly and vibrates out. And the OM is associated with, with yoga. And I've always kind of been like the anti-yogi, 
you know, if you haven't noticed, I've been cursing a lot and saying a lot of fucking crazy shit. You know what I mean? So people that are listening to this are that think that they're yogis really gonna turn off yeah, like this guy's pants, an asshole. Your pants aren't flowy. <laughs> yeah. No, they they're gonna fucking hate me, man. I'm covered in tattoos. Even though I got a back tattoo with Ganesh, you know, I got a huge tattoo on my back and I'm I'm fully in. This is my mm-hmm. life. So all these years, these I've been surrounded by all these people and they, they specifically came to me for a workout. You know, I've learned how to teach yoga poses and other movements and also find stillness and chaos, which I call it because I make the room chaos. You know, I got Biggie Smalls in the back. You know, I'm playing all the fucking everything, all the trap, all that shit. I'm fucking pounding the room music. But at the end of the class, they're like, they're blissed out. So I could not, excuse me, I was always scared to say to do OM at the end of my class. Um, and the reason why is because everybody that came was like, yeah, you know, I only come because there's all the studios, they do this, and it's just they're too yogi, and they're like that. And I'm like, so I kind of got fearful because I, I wanted them to come because, and I didn't own a business at this time, you know, so I got like kind of like an ego thing. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. So recently I went to um, a festival in um, Nevada called Burning Man. And it was the first time that I left my family and I left my friends and I left for about 12 or 14 days. And um, while I was away, I had no cell phone for the most of the time. And I met this crazy community. I don't know if you've ever heard of Burning Man. Yeah. You know, but it was it was a beautiful experience. You know, like I met my maker. Like I, I tested my brain. You know what I mean? I, I fucking hung out with everybody. And uh, while I was there, I shedded myself and I... I taught a lot of yoga while I was there and I started to own while I was there. And when I came back, my, my life just kind of like just fell apart at this time. The people that were close to me, the girl I was seeing, she moved away from me. My business got shut down because of my landlord and, and everything just kind of hit the shit, hit the fan. And I didn't, I was cool with it. I'm like, I can make it through this. I can make it through this. So, I then one class and I told my friends, I'm like, I'm going to start fucking oming. And like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, and then I'm going to ohm. And now everybody, so now all the 20 something teachers that work with, they were all, a lot of them were uncomfortable. They didn't want to do it. They're like, dude, no way. Cause like everybody kind of teaches with me. Because, Coco, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and they all met, most of them became teachers because they met me first. And then they were passionate about what I did and they wanted to share what they've learned. And I never try to push them into a mole. I'm like, you do you and then teach what you want to teach, but always end with what we want to cover. We want to make sure people feel this, work on hips, work on hamstrings, work on shoulders, work on your breath, work on, on banda, which is like a, a root lock to help you lift your abdominals. Um, and then I said, at the end, it's up to you. You do you. So then I started to own and then None of them would do it. And then after a few weeks, I'm like, all right, we're going to start working on it. So let's do it together. All, all right. right? So, yeah. all right. So OM, 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 OM for the most people, they believe that it's OM because it sounds like OM, right? It's OM, but it's really A, U, and M. And the way that a proper way to do it, and this is my interpretation. So I say proper, this is me. The, the ah, is a vibration from the belly. So when I'm with people, I ask people to touch their belly, right? So let's all just touch our belly for a second, all right? And then when we make you the touch sound, your own belly. yeah, when we make the sound, right? We want to feel the vibration of the belly, and we want to feel the sound go ah, and the mouth stays open. So let's all take a big inhale, ah. 
And now the second sound is U, but it sounds like O. So when we say the sound O, our lips round. So let's all put our chest, our hands on our chest. Let's take an inhale. Round the lips. Oh. And now the last sound is mm. And the funny thing is, especially with these headphones, we're going to fucking feel it. But the vibration <laughs> should happen in the head. So let's all touch our head or our chin if you want and take a big inhale. Close the lips. Mm. Nice. All right. So now the thing, the secret is to let it come from the belly through the chest and then through the mouth and try to have it equal throughout the parts. And the most important thing that I forgot to tell everybody that ever enters a yoga class or is about to own, because most people that are about to do this feel like they're too fucking cool. Like, I'm not doing yeah. this fucking shit. Yeah, the people I went with yeah. thought it was, they yeah. were, yeah. Dude, totally cool. I saw man, I just feel like that right now. Have you ever, have you ever sang fucking Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> of course. Okay, of course, right? Of what course. the fuck is a Rudolph the Red Nosed fucking reindeer? <laughs> you can fucking sing that fucking thing. It's like fucking, it's just like you're fucking real when you're fucking singing that thing. Okay? This fucking sound has been around for thousands of fucking years. Rudolph, give me a fucking break. All right, so, so let's be vulnerable. Right? Come on, Mikey. Be vulnerable. Yeah, let's be, right. be vulnerable, Mikey. Like, yo, dude, vulnerable is fucking sexy, bro. Yeah, he's getting red. Sexy. Yeah, Here we go, red. Doug. He's getting red. So that means that we got him right now. We're fucking breaking down the shield. Tomorrow he's not doing chest. What's wait? Tomorrow's Tuesday. You're not doing fucking yeah, triceps. Yeah. All right. Here we go, everybody. So when we do this, if you close your eyes, and this is an important rule for our audience out there, but that might be about 15 now. Yeah. Um, when you close your eyes, nobody can see you. Right? Nobody can fucking see you. Then you go inward and then you're allowed to be who you are. All right, so we're all going to take a big breath in, and we're going to have a three-part A-O-M, and don't try to compete. Just let it come out. All right? Close your eyes. Big inhale. Ah. Everybody keep your eyes closed. Take your hands and bring on the prayer at the center of your chest. And at the end of a practice, um, most classes, they use uh, Sanskrit, which is from India. And we use this word called namaste, which means the light within me honors the light within all of you. So it was meaning that I respect you. You know, we understand that you were a soul and you're here for this moment and you shared this beautiful experience with each other so when you say namaste you are saying thank you and goodbye to those people so everybody big namaste to all of you namaste namaste i've ever felt before in my current state and in these days of war we must grow together or the end is near thicken up your skin and loosen up your fears i've been waiting waiting through my limitations choosing to move